Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps, where we try to look at puzzle games and plot holes. And I am your host, Justin. And I'm Darren. And we today will be discussing a game, I guess an adventure game, is that... Yeah. I refer them often more as like point-and-click games, so a classic one called Grim Fandango. But we are going to be discussing the what, remastered the, version. The remastered one, yeah. yeah. You're much more into this kind of game than I am. I think. But by all means, I think it's a good game, and I will say that it's it's worth playing through. But I do have some issues with it. But Of course. For this one, I think more... I'm going to let you kind of lead, and I'll kind of sure. jump in when you, when you need. I mean, so, what is Grim Fandango, then? It's it's basically a... Yeah, it's a, Lucas, a LucasArts um, adventure game set in the Land of the Dead, like the Aztec afterlife um which is a really cool setting it came out in 1998 and originally originally yeah yeah it's a point and click adventure game and there's there there was tons of these types of games around but they all did the same thing and they were all go here use this object in a silly way to produce a result that is completely unexpected which then gives you the next piece of the puzzle to go and do and, do, and re- repeat what you just did over and over and over again. And as much as I love Discworld, Discworld was like that, and it was just ridiculous. That's what I've heard. I played it a little bit. I would actually still really like to play it more now that I think it was Discworld 2 that I had started, but I hadn't read any of the novels yet. I would now appreciate them a lot more because oh, I know who the characters really did are. Did you start with Discworld 2? That was the only one I think my brother had. And I was uh, playing Discworld 2 is actually really, really good. It's, it's a lot better. They've improved a Than lot. Than the first one? Oh, the first okay. one is, is insanely difficult. Um, but yeah, so Grim Fandango, it's like a noir... Um, what would you say? It's like a, a noir... Not really a detective story. It's... I I would more say that it's a comedic kind of cartoonish story about an afterlife. Yeah. And the kind of mechanics of that world and how that world works. Mm. Uh, so essentially, you you start off your character is Manny Calavera, who is essentially a travel agent. And the thing is, you have to cross the land of the dead. And if you were good in life. If you're very good, you get a train ticket, which takes you right across. If you're not so good, you might get a boat. If you're really bad, you're out of luck. Yeah, you take walk, a walk. You're walking it, yeah. And it's going to be a long, long walk. The idea is that it takes a very long time to cross. But that's the first problem, and mm. that's where you got to fill in a gap, <laughs> or or just forget about it completely. Is then how you performed in your life before death equals what kind of ticket you get. Why do you need a travel agent? And how can you possibly get an upgrade if you are bad? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the whole the whole travel agency thing is completely redundant, but you just have to not think about that. I have a feeling that it's not so much an agent like who can give you an upgrade, but they're more like the... They just so, check your... I would say they're civil servants. Like social security, like, yeah. let's see who you were, yeah. But the tone of what a lot of the characters say make it think like there's a, court, a sort of commission... And so the yeah. better clients that get the train, that's a huge commission for you. Yeah. Or a boat, that gets you a huge commission towards you paying off your debt. Because it seems like those that are in civil service must have been really bad because they don't even get to cross. They yeah. have to work off a debt of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, uh, Manny, a few times, his dialogue choice said, what did you do that was so bad? It doesn't really get answered. 
That doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. And and in fact, all the people, like even the balloon guy, like what did he do? Like maybe it gets explained later in the in the in the game where uh, the guy's saying, "Well, why aren't you going to the the ninth level?" And he's just like, "Well, I'm having fun here, you know. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, why should I?" And maybe that's what it is. It's like a lot of the people are just like, "Nah, I'm just gonna." hang out here in the land of the dead, go and visit my family once a year, and then maybe they're just not ready to move on. Yeah, what I like about this game is it's... it's I love Monkey Island as well. Um, I love uh, Full Throttle, Day the Tentacle, The Dig, all those games. But this one is special in that it was the first one that was 3D, like proper 3D modelled, and it doesn't rely so much on... All those other games are using puzzles to kind of get in your way from advancing the story, whereas this is a story that happens to have a few puzzles that add to the narrative of the story anyway. So it's like, you you will be solving those puzzles regardless. You're not wandering around clicking on every single thing. You kind of know what you've got to do. It's not too obscure, but maybe... There are some that I say are, but... But like, yeah, like drinking the gold um, liquor to set off the metal detector. You kind of know what you got to do, but you, maybe you have to go to do it in a certain order, but... Whereas in the precursors to, 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 to Grim Fandango, it was just madness, like what you have to do sometimes. Okay. I will say, we've, I played through it for the first time very recently. And I've you, probably played it like maybe five times. Yeah. I think that the, that might also skew your opinion a bit because <laughs> you could remember everything. Almost everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time I played through it to the end. I bought it on my, it was on sale from my tab. Mm-hmm. I got it on that, which I'm going to say right now, if you have a choice between getting it on a tab or your computer, definitely go for a computer. It's not a great tab experience, to be honest. I was The biggest thing for me is that I found out on the computer I could actually run, and you were saying on the tab you you couldn't run. You and... kind of can, but it's really hard in some places. Like you got to like double tap on your screen, like mm-hmm. a double click on a mouse. But the, it, it, the controls were... There's some were, parts where you have to walk a really long yeah, distance. It yeah. just takes a long time. Yeah, the controls were... When it first came out, the controls were buggy. And they... they, they Even with the remastered one, they kind of cleaned it up. But it's still not great. If you're walking and then the camera angle changes and you're walking forward and the camera's now behind you, you walk back into that area. It's like... And they even said when they were making the game that that's what they wanted. They wanted you to feel like you were Manny. And so up was always whichever direction Manny was facing. So it's kind of annoying when you go into... I think the most confusing place is the... In the start of the game, anyways, the, is the garage. Because there's some crazy camera angles in that garage. Yes, that, that swap things around. And if you're, if you're holding down shift to run manually, and you're not just double-clicking to run to a certain area, if you're holding down shift, you're just going in and out of screens, back and forward, back and forward. See, I didn't do that. I was, I was double-clicking. Yeah, so I was yeah. Clearly, now is a point where we might get into spoilers. Yeah. So if you've not played this game and you can find it on sale, which often it is, we would definitely recommend it because the story is very interesting. The story is awesome. Yeah. The voice work is very good in this one. And there are genuine funny moments in this game. A number of them that make it worth playing. Uh even through what I would say is a lot of frustration. Those three things are really enough to make me want to play, but also to recommend them to other people. This is a good enough game to recommend. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's I think there's a difference when they reboot something or remaster something. They did. They could have probably rebooted this, but they chose not to because it's it's really good. As, as it is, they would have 
ruined it, I think, if they had rebooted it completely. They remastered it, you know, they've touched up the graphics, they've made my, like, in the, in the original, you couldn't even really see Manny's face, to be honest. Um, it was very blurry, you know, but they've really defined all the skeletons, which is quite interesting because I was saying to you when we were playing it, it's like, everyone's just a skeleton face, but they've managed to pack in personality for almost every single character. Every single mm -hmm. character has a unique voice. They have... A they, few different lines to differentiate them from a different skeleton. Yeah, I mean, they, they're all different shapes, sizes of faces, but essentially it's just two black holes and a, a wire mouth kind of thing. They've even managed to put facial expressions onto skeletons somehow. But yeah, it's it's... The amount of effort that they've put into it is amazing. And if you get the remastered, you'll get the director's commentary. And that'll tell you a lot. And you'll really, if you are into developing games or you're just into how games are made, the amount of love and blood, sweat and tears that went into making this game will make you... It made me appreciate it a whole lot more. But yeah, I mean, uh, let's start off with the um, Okay, well, with, with, with let's the head into uh, spoiler country. Yeah, then. let's go for it. Right. I, was, I don't really know what to say like basically i just put down the different puzzles for each level mm -hmm. right so you start off in the office See, I, I don't know how much we really want to say yeah um, i mean as far as like i, I don't want to go through necessarily puzzle every puzzle. puzzle yeah but some of our favorite and some of our least favorite perhaps yeah yeah i mean one thing that struck me was because i remember from my first playthrough was the hole punch and i was like don't forget to do that. And you're like, that's one of the first things that I did. And that took me days, maybe weeks. Because I, I didn't have a PC. I had to go to my friend's house to play. So I was just like, there. Yeah, you're only getting <laughs> to play once a week yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but we would hammer it for hours, you know. Um, but that hole punch, we were stuck in the office for, uh, I'd say, f four weeks. Just we didn't know what to do. I know, now again, maybe in the original they didn't have this, right? Maybe this is something that they updated. But as you inspect the cards, Manny says, oh, I, I've been meaning to mark these cards. I went, oh, there's a hole punch I can use. Oh, I'm going to mark these cards. And I went, well, that's the worst marking card ever because it was <laughs> full of holes. It was like, well, that would be pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and it does help that, and I think maybe this was one of the first games that did this as well, was where as you're walking, Manny will look at things and like points of interest, which even so, I was like, oh yeah, there's a hole punch. Doing, you can hit it on her desk until the secretary yells at you to stop it. But I never put two and two together until it was, we felt really dumb afterwards, but yeah. There is the balloon guy. My, my favorite guy in the game. That's well, one of my favorites. <laughs> I will say for one thing, I do find this sheet because I hadn't learned to run at this point. Oh. So this level going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth took me ages longer than it should have. Yeah. And I just go, why are they making me walk so much? Yeah. And there is a lot of back and forth, particularly in the first level, in the opening level, which is good to a point, but then it starts to get really repetitive. Oh, now I need to get back over there and climb back up again. Right. So I did find that a little bit irritating. I will say that the puzzles at times for the, the opening of the office were a little bit confusing, particularly because uh, at first there are a couple of rooms you can't get into. I got a bit lost because I didn't know about the car garage. Oh, okay, because there's two elevators. Because you told me there are two elevators and I had missed the other elevator. And I, honestly, even you told me, you said there are two elevators. Mm. So I went looking 
all around the ground floor for another elevator, which there wasn't. No. And I was really confused. And I went up to the office and, oh, it's this other door off to the side. Yeah. From a building standpoint, it doesn't make much sense. It that, didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> there's an elevator <laughs> that only goes from our office to the garage. Yeah. But uh, so I, I was frustrated with that a little yeah. bit. But that was me and I was just frustrated because I didn't notice Yeah, you think all they need is a fireman's pole or something then if it was that much of an emergency like get to the get to the poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that was another thing just story wise. We have to get there early <laughs> but we're going to put 12 puzzles in your way so there's no way you could get there early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clearly we're going to be late. But getting to the uh, getting to the land of the living was brilliant. I love that because you don't see that again for the rest of the game. No, which I kind of was a bit disappointed with, to be honest. Once I was introduced to that, I was wondering how that was going to play in, and then it, it, it doesn't, doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like it was an idea. They wanted to make something freaky, um, and it's a shame that they didn't have time. I mean, who knows? Maybe there were, maybe there were more Land of the Living parts that got cut, because I know that they were way overdue on their schedule, way, way over on their budget, and they were constantly being... Uh, harassed to cut, 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 cut. Things had to get cut. Yeah, The Office is, um, it's a good, it's a good introduction to the game because I feel that after The Office it gets a little bit, some parts are easier, mm. um, but The Office is, it really teaches you how to mix things together and how to um, use the inventory properly. And because later on, you don't, I think you, in The Office you collect the most items in the whole of the game, probably, I, at, I at one point. I would disagree. I would say the entire noir year has a lot more, but we'll get into Oh, that. yeah, yeah, probably, actually, yeah. But it has the, the thing, I don't know if you really like the balloon guy or you just like the balloon, <laughs> because it leads to the best joke in the game. Well, for me, anyway, and for every other Grim Fandango fan, yeah. it's, it's the secret call sign is Robert Frost. <laughs> It's just so random. I think that's what I love about the yeah. fact that the balloon guy can make a Robert Frost. And so specific that it has to be Robert Frost. Yeah. After that point, was there anything more about the office you wanted to say? No, no, no. So after that point, then we go out of the office and we have a couple puzzles that I'm not as fond of at this point. Um, well, we've most of this is to get to get the car. So we meet Glottis, yeah. who is a creature created only to be a mechanic, which I think is an interesting concept. And he's pretty funny for the most part. Uh, he does have one odd quirk that I find absolutely irritating. Anytime he's sitting in a car and not moving, he makes car noises. <laughs> and if you're sitting there trying to solve a puzzle while he's in the background, <laughs> it's so irritating. It's just so absolutely irritating. Yeah, and it's if you're playing with headphones as well, it's really loud. That's yes, like, he's a very loud character. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple times where I moved him off the screen yeah, so that I, so I could concentrate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But once we've kind of escaped and we take the car with us, but why is Gladys out in the woods? That's something I didn't quite understand. He got, he got fired. Uh, he got fired, but he got fired and took the car with him. I guess, yeah. Okay, lucky for us. Government property, yeah, it's, yeah. that's ours now. All right, so we're, we're finally out of... The office one, because you start there, it feels forever, I think. And then you finally move on to yeah. something else. Yeah. I I was kind of wondering if we were just always going to be going back to the office. And I yeah. was kind of glad that we didn't. But then we get to the tree roots puzzle. 
I'm not a fan of. Once you gave me a hint, I kind of knew what I wanted to do, and I, I was actually already trying that, but yeah. it didn't seem to quite work. And the reason is, players who've played this will know that you have to take the signpost with you, and you have to take the signpost in the direction that is pointing. But it has about five different arrows on it. That's a bit confusing. Clearly you want the biggest one, but I found there are a number of times where I, where I plant the sign, look yeah. at it, and it was somewhat vague as to which direction it was pointing. There are something like 12 different tunnels to go through. Yeah. So if it's pointing up and to the right, which of those three is it pointing to? So maybe there's a better way to do it than I was doing it, but I found that to be really frustrating. Oh, oh, um... Well, no, that's the whole point of the multiple arrows. It's supposed to confuse you so that you don't go through those routes because you are looking for a point in the ground. You're not looking to point it at the roots. So every time you plant the... Um, I plant the sign. Every time you plant the sign, the sign is pointing not to a tree root. It's pointing... Because, yeah, because the tree roots, the, the tree, like, hollowed out caves, things, whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are just red herrings. You're not supposed to drive through them. and You're not supposed to point the arrow at any of them. It's... It's just you're looking for, you're basically doing um, dowsing rods. You're looking for the, the water source. Right. Yeah. And then that's the lock that opens the, the, the hatch and stuff. And you go down into the, well, and to get the key for the moles. No, the beavers. Mm. The damn beavers. See, um, which I had <laughs> almost no problem with, but apparently frustrated you for a long time. Yeah. The first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had trouble with the timing of them, whereas I was, oh, this, seemed to just make sense for once. Yeah. <laughs> this puzzle was not that bad. Uh, but getting the shocks from the tree, that's one that I just found ridiculous. I still don't think I have a method to doing that. I just do. I just keep on going over those things at random yeah. until I get it right. But this was made worse by me because mine had a bug. And for some reason, anytime I went to pick up the wheelbarrow that I need to run over the cords, my character would disappear mm. and... I was stuck with nothing, and I'd have to exit the game and restart again. And I had to do that about five times before I was able to make it somehow work. And that's when I was saying, look, just tell me the answer. Just tell me because I don't want to disappear again. And you're like, oh, just keep going over them until it happens. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to tell me, go over the second one and the fourth one and the third one, the yeah. first, you know, but no. no. Just keep going. I was like, oh, at any time I could just disappear and have to start to exit and restart the game again. But I was able to get it, but it seemed to be very hit or miss. I didn't really see a pattern. There must be one. There must be a pattern, but I don't know what it is. Uh, and there's another puzzle later that I found that felt similar to uh, me. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Noir year then. Everyone's favorite. I can understand why. The Noir year feels, it almost feels like an entire game in and of itself. Yeah, there's a lot to do and a lot to see yeah. and a lot going on. Some good puzzles and some confusing puzzles, I would say. Right. So I would say getting into getting into the wine cellar, I thought was a good puzzle. I quite like that. I found all the things I needed. The one thing I didn't get that you helped me, I was, I was like, how do I lock this guy in the cupboard? Uh, well, you actually, you have it already. I guarantee you, you yeah. have it already. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't want to use that because basically I had to use my size, right? And mm -hmm. I didn't want to use that because I didn't want to lose it. Yeah. Right. But then, of course, I get it back. I get, of course. Well, I, I was thinking, yeah. like, I can't use it because I, I don't want to lose it. But of course, I can get it back again. The game will give it back to me if I need yeah. it. So uh, I love that puzzle. I love, I love the scythe. 
itself. That's such oh, a, the way it unfolds. It's a genius item. It's not just the the, the way that. So I mean, they obviously like, like you can't just carry this around. It's like oh, let's make it like a like a butterfly knife almost. It's, it's just like folds up, goes in his pocket. But I love how when you open up like an umbrella and. Then, when the blade comes out, it just got that doom. Mm. That's brilliant. Such a cool item. But yeah, so the wine cellar was pretty tough. The actual, the elevator part where you have to put the forklift into the... I struggle with that a bit, but more of the timing, I think, than the, anything it, on that one. When they released it or before, they, they had to fix it or they had to patch it somehow. Or I can't remember what they said, but because they had made it on um, a computer, their supercomputer that they were testing it on, it wouldn't that puzzle was impossible to complete on a normal home uh, like a normal home pc because they were so slow but the animation's going so fast so by the time they flipped the switch got into the forklift and tried to jam it the moment had already passed so that that level was unplayable for a long time, a long time. i was i did have a real problem with the bedding slip creating the bedding slip mm. uh felt like it wasn't properly explained because you, you're given the machine you finally get the machine to make it and then you kind of have two numbers and a day and the day is just randomly it's tuesday because the guy at the other counter says there are no hats until tuesday but that makes no sense for what we're trying to do so that i had a real problem with uh but also i didn't know which number to put in which place right it wasn't right, really right. indicated so uh, a bit of words on the machine that yeah. might have explained it a bit better. Yeah, it was more or less just a bit of button bashing for that. Like, which one? Which one is it? And you, you, if you know the day and you kind of have the dates, it's just like if this one doesn't work, the other one should work. And bingo, you've got it. But yeah, it's it's not the best puzzle to be honest. I I I agree. An interesting fact about that as well is the they call it the kitty script. So the first time you hear. The announcing the racing. Supposedly that's there's quite a lot, or it's randomly generated as well. So it changes. It's not just on a loop, okay. which is interesting. But also, the programmers couldn't find a way to switch it off after you left the room. So for the entire game, that script, the kiddies are still racing for oh, the whole game. Can you imagine being the <laughs> testers stuck with that? Oh, that they couldn't scary. get rid of it. They're just like, nope, it just has to run the entire game from now on. So it runs for the next two years. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, it's... It's a great level with a lot of things going on. Uh, the tattoo parlor I found irritating. Both kind of puzzles dealing yeah. with the tattoo parlor were a bit irritating for me. The Hungarian guy from Usual Suspects? Yeah, which I didn't know that. Yeah. But I, I found them a bit frustrating, but I kind of get them now. But it's what I often say is it makes sense in a point-and-click kind of way. It doesn't really follow logic. Point-and-click games seem to have their own kind of logic. Yeah. And you kind of have to put your logic aside sometimes and to think in a way that they would be thinking. How would a walking skeleton look at this puzzle? Yeah. Overall, it's a great year and it's a great level because it's just so... It was beautiful. So uh, big and so much going on. So I did really, really enjoy that. Was there anything... Well, I mean, um, for that level, the especially if you don't know how to run, that would be an insanely frustrating oh, level because it's yeah. it is big, it's huge that level, especially where the blimp is, where you got to run across that bridge, which takes forever. But it's a beautiful shot, so it's like it's worth it to to even walk across it slowly the first time after your tenth trip. You know, you just want to get across to the uh, this other side. I was. This is also where we meet Lola and we see Lola die. And Lola dies by sprouting, mm -hmm. as I say, into flowers. And also, the the coroner is essentially like a, a botanist in yeah. a way, right? Uh, this way of, in the land of death, life is like death. And it's kind of a 
beautiful way to have death. Um, but it's just such an interesting concept that I really, really liked. Yeah. And it holds up very well throughout the game. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting take on death and it's quite dark. That whole scene is really quite dark. And again, this game is is one of a kind because it's it's gone like M- Monkey Island and all that and all those other point and click games were just kind of good fun. Even in, even in the humour of Grim Fandango, it's like a lot of it would uh, probably pass over kids' head, um, especially the Robert Frost thing. You know, like who's gonna who's gonna know that? But but no, it's it's yeah, it's it's dark and it's 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 pretty at the same time. It was a it was a meaningful death, definitely. Even though you didn't really know who the character was that much. But, but I do like. I'm not sure if it's at this point, but they do mention that florists are often quite conflicted because this was in life something that they did. This was their livelihood, and there were. Their passion was creating these flowers, and now to create these flowers, it equals death for somebody. Yeah, because there's the two botanists. There's the there's the coroner in in the casino level, and then there's the the kind of I guess he's the weapons expert mm-hmm. in the in the, the is it like the last level penultimate yeah. level, and he's very conflicted because yeah, he used to be I used to just make flowers, and now I'm killing people. I'm making weapons. It's, that's, yeah. that's genius. So I that to me was a bit surprising. I wasn't expecting. Mm that kind of level in this game and so that worked very well but i think that with that i think getting into what i refer to as the boat year yeah i would say the boat year is probably my least favorite of all of them uh it starts off with an anchor puzzle that i just felt was kind of a mess that i had no idea what i was even trying to do yeah. it's just like we need to escape now it opens up with a great cut scene you see them trying to get to manny but they don't uh, but then you're in the engine room, and I can see that I'm dro- dropping anchors, but I don't know what I'm trying to do. There's no way in the world that I would logically think, oh, I'm trying to get them tangled up and Cut rip the, the boat in half. Yeah. I'm like, what well, this one? This Again, one's that's, a that's real some, serious, some serious game logic right there. Uh, which leads us into being at the bottom of the ocean that was my least favorite part and it, it's still even on the even on this playthrough it was like that's the most tedious level for me but the, the very first part i think is the worst because even though the guy with the light is kind of funny and i do like the dialogue bit anytime i wanted to try anything with him i had to wait for him to walk all the way around the pearl and come back again and that's why at one point i just sent you a message say what what do i do yeah and and i even I will admit, listeners, I went through a walkthrough to find this part because I couldn't quite figure it out. I was getting really frustrated waiting. Like, felt like it may not have been, but it felt like a full minute every time for him to walk around. I remember you texted me going, I hate this song. Oh, (laughs) because that's the other thing. Okay, Gladys has his annoying car sounds. Yeah. But this guy singing My Little Light of Mine was even worse. (laughs) Oh, and it just went on and on. And then he's still walking around. I gotta yeah. wait for him to come back again. And, and you, it was so simple. It it was just I wasn't timing it right. So I was I kept trying it, but I, even once I knew how to do it, it took me I think the third try before I actually was able to grab the light and yeah. get it to work properly. But that's like another three minutes of sitting there just waiting, listening to this little light of mine. Oh gosh, no, not again. And it's the first time in the game I think where. There's a give mechanic because you have to give him to Glorus. That's that's how you solve that puzzle, and it's like that's never been done before. And so I think a lot of people got messed up with that one because they didn't realize they, I've got him. What do I do? How do I proceed? Like oh, but once you're through that, then there's the bit about the octopus, which doesn't take long, but again, doesn't make much sense. <laughs> 
because octopus gets into a ship to travel around. I don't see why I would need to. Comes in handy at the end. Yeah, well, of course, that's the thing. Uh, and there's the giant crane, and then most of what I had trouble with was trying to get a gun. Like, that took ages. Just to prove, oh, yeah. just to prove to um, Meche that you're right. I mean, it's like, I need to convince you I'm who I say I am by getting a gun I didn't have to begin with. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I have to be more dishonest to get you to trust me. Yeah, it yeah. Kind of seems very counterintuitive. Visually, some really good visuals in there, but it's my probably my least favorite section of yeah. the game. I mean, it makes sense, though, that part of the level. It definitely makes sense because, obviously, Domino's been relegated you know he's been cast out he's he's in the the boondocks now working and so it's in his interest to get Manny on the team and then take over so he can get away and back to the city because that's where he wants to be like the whole part makes sense and it's pretty dark as well like those little angelitos like dead children are in this game (laughs) it's pretty horrible there's also I was like, there's a puzzle that really irritated me here as well. Uh, a couple, but... What, that you've got to talk to them until they throw the hammer at you? No, I had no problem with oh, that one. Okay. That was easy. No, the one that got me was the chain. Oh, right, yeah. So we're trying to pull up the other ship, but in very point-and-click fashion. I, I had the chain going up and down a couple times, but I think I needed to do it a third time, which I hadn't done. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, you, you need to do that. And then in the animation, you see the chain just leap out for no apparent reason and hook onto the yeah. anchor. It's like, no. See, that's where you go wrong. That's where you go wrong when you do that kind of thing. Like, So I have to do everything five times just to make sure that I'm not doing the wrong thing. I did have a problem with that, yeah. I would say. Yeah, that, like I said, that, that whole kind of um, section is is the weakest part for me in the game, I'd say. And not because it's poorly animated or, or done like I, I get it. It's just... The locations aren't aren't as interesting, I guess. And that crane just kind of annoyed me. And like you said, like you put the chain down, you bring it back, you, and then you got to put it down. And you got to do it three times, and then yeah, it does leap out and hook on the anchor. Then you can pull up the boat. But it's a hell of a crane if it can pull up that boat, man. <laughs> but yeah, once you're out of there, it's clear sailing from there. Then you go to the the door to the living, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's a guard, and you get it. Interesting little cutscene with Domino where, and I'm not sure if I buy this point in the story because they were essentially saying everybody on that entire train was there and shouldn't be, and so it went to the not nice place. Yeah. Right? Isn't there a driver on this train? (laughs) Is the driver also like corrupt in some way? (laughs) We know Domino is on there, he deserves to go, but it kind of seems like. Was Domino on that train? I think so. Nick was. Oh, maybe it was Nick. Okay. Where was Domino? Because I think... Oh, no, no, it wasn't Domino. Because mm. Domino gets it a different way, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it was Nick. But I was like, well, we know one bad guy on the train, but are we sure that everybody... Yeah, absolutely everybody? everyone, yeah. Uh, there's only really one puzzle here. And, and it's okay. I like it because it kind of harkens back to things that we learned about in the beginning. Like the fire extinguisher yeah. and having... And the, the, the fillers the, being the filler. very flammable. Yeah. yeah. And so I was quite okay with that. I thought that was very simple and put together well. But then the story takes us back to the noir world, which has been severely cut off from us, like shrunken down yeah. to save us from walking around to too many places. Re- re-explore everything again, yeah. Though, again, very point-and-click logic for this one. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, for, for, for this one, it was very much just go through your inventory and try every item on everything. 
there, there didn't seem to be logic to this because like all right it's it's jelly or whatever it is but do you and i don't like vomit yeah <laughs> it's just be playing let's just put that out there i really don't if i see it or if i hear it or even talking about it now is making me feel <laughs> sick and yeah i don't like watching mm. even, even animated purple. even purple I don't even know, yeah, while you're watching animated characters barf, it's not for me. But yeah, to... To get an entire... It's pretty contrived scene that. It was yeah. like... An entire floor full of it so that you could freeze it and walk And what, it. so the puke wouldn't knock over the dominoes? Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. It must have been very gentle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was quite silly and you get an achievement from that you miss it if you if you go if you go in and if you look at the car and say like this might be the last time you see your car Gladys if you don't click on the car if you just go straight to the back and like defuse the bomb then you miss that achievement I probably missed it then. <laughs> yeah I think I missed a lot of those to be honest uh but then that takes us back to the first town which has changed now and is more of a casino town which is great as well sorry to cut you off no, there, but, but which is great because you felt it you've been told it there's a long passage of time it's been four years or maybe three years since you've been home yeah everything has like and that's great it's like everything has become really it's like it's all the feeling i got when i went back to the first city was it is uh, rubicava no rubicava is the Anyway, the the feeling I got back, the feeling I got when I returned there was like when Marty comes back to the Biff Casino town and Back to the Future too. Mm-hmm. We get back and things have changed. Is, yeah, as all as the revolution say. is in full swing. Uh, yeah, yeah, finally, I finally, guess. Yeah. yeah, and so here we are, and we have some odd puzzles. I, I felt like so we can't be seen, so we walk around a lot of places <laughs> yeah to, to find a disguise yeah. yeah and so we essentially need to get makeup yeah. which was not difficult I, I was able to figure it out but we also get a grinder and an arm and put them together which is kind of cool that the way they used it honestly but at the time i just was a little creeped out by that <laughs> grinding up some guy's arm yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of things that just seemed to slowly work on this one and felt a bit frustrating. Uh, I don't know how, how you felt about it. I hate that puzzle. That's my number one. Which was the makeup? Loathe. No, the arm grinding puzzle. Oh, yeah. Because you can, because I know, I know where I was supposed to go, of course, because I've completed it. So it's like, I know the tunnel. You can't just go to that tunnel. You, uh, not only is it hard to place the grinder on the spots where you think the um, the sprout the sprout stuff, stuff be, is, yeah. so you're inching your character and moving him in, in by fractions of degrees, grinding, missing it, backing up a little bit. Yeah, so to, to, you're trying to find a, you're trying to follow a trail, basically. Yes. Yeah, we're we're trying to follow the the florist ammo maker. Yeah, um, and and he leaves behind bits of his ammo, which if you grind a bit of bone on it, will sprout. Will sprout. So yeah. That's what we're looking for, but. It is, I would agree, very difficult to find the spot. And the thing is, is that we don't want to go in there because there's some creature, but clearly once we've found the trail, then we will go in there. Yeah, but that trail, even the, even if you find it and then... So the way it's set up is even if you go to the end and, and you grind up the bone and you know he's gone into that, you have to have a set amount of that path completed. Before it will let you Before in. it unlocks the next part of the, the game. I, I, and so it wouldn't even let me skip the puzzle that I hated the most. 
Right. Yeah. So, which, by the way, is another time where Gladys is just sitting there and making noises. idling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Irritating me. Yeah. Uh, but then we get into the tunnel, and I found, even though I knew what I was trying to do with the creature and the hydraulics, it took me quite a while to make it actually happen. This is another time that, like, the tree puzzle, anchor puzzle, where it just felt like I was randomly doing it until I happened to get it. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm biased because maybe I've, I re- I re- remembered that one, but but I I knew exactly what I was trying to do. Just couldn't do it. But I just couldn't seem to make it work, and it was just again. I think possibly the older controls and the older system that just it didn't feel very intuitive. Again, like I knew what I wanted. I knew right away what I wanted. Yeah, I want the car to capture it, and so I can walk beyond it. Mm-hmm. But it still took me longer than I feel like it should have. Uh, but Speaking of that, going into the florist's office, <laughs> who's crazy, but as soon as he hears a bell, <laughs> he, he's normal. But it took us a while to figure out, because we were both going, what, what in the world? Why Why is he acting this way? And what are we supposed to do? And we both kind of found it around the same yeah, time. Yeah, I've forgotten that part. Like, you have to ring that bell to bring him back to his former self. Yeah. It's quite cool that there's a trigger for him to, like become normal again uh but then that leads us out to the greenhouse mm-hmm. where we need to you said at this point you're quite surprised by lola like that you weren't sure whether to trust her or not yeah i or not sorry not lola no, lola, lola was the nice one this was um Come olivia on. olivia yeah olivia so olivia who was the kind of slam poet before uh she seemed to like the leader of the kind of resistance quite a lot right um, but... But she also was in love with all the gangsters. Yeah. She always loves the bad boys. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really think about her enough to even really care that yeah. she had betrayed us at this point. Yeah. So I'm not sure that that really had the impact that maybe they thought it would. But then the leader of the resistance has a, just a head. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking. Talking heads, yeah. Mm. Uh, but essentially we, we take care of Hector, the, the big bad... Yep. the story in a very quick and easy kind yeah. of way it feels to me yeah uh we kind of take care of her in a way that seems very kind of quick and easy mm-hmm. but then that leads to something that i think is very good and that they've created within the story the fact that the tickets will go to the owners yeah and that that's the way they're supposed to work and we learned about that in the boat level which i don't <laughs> really like but there is a point where he says i understand what's wrong these tickets are fake they don't go to the people and that you have to remember that though so you playing younger when you only got to do it once a week on how you would ever remember like that fact and how but playing straight through as we did now Mm. it made a lot of sense oh i just need to take that guy's ticket and that will help me find his body which gives me the thing that i need and so i thought that mechanic of not really a game mechanic but more like a story mechanic worked really well to integrate into a game mechanic and i i like that a lot i like it because it's kind of depressing in a sense like so the whole thing was for Nothing. Like, it was just greed. Greed motivated, but there was no payoff for the bad guys anyway. Like, everything they'd done was for... The only person that really benefited was Hector, uh, mm-hmm. until he died, of course. But, but yeah, like, even the fake tickets, they, all those people went to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who had their tickets stolen from them got them all back, didn't they? I, I, guess, I guess. Yeah, so happy endings for everyone. Although they had spent four years walking through the petrified forest, but battling giant spiders. 
<laughs> the, the, the director's commentary for that is like, I was thinking about spiders and I was thinking, how can I make spiders more scary? Because spiders are already pretty scary. He's like, I know, flying spiders. Can you imagine how terrifying flying spiders would be? Like, yep, that would freak me out. I will say, and no, this, this is kind of a nitpicky thing, mm-hmm. right? But there is the whole love story between Manny and Mercedes, right? Meche. Meche, yeah. And um, the thing is, they are skeletons, right? But we're given a number of times the impression that they're about to kiss, and at the end, we're pretty much led with their goodbye. That seems very unpleasant, kissing yeah. bone to bone. That I, what, what are they, you even kissing with? Yeah, I, I don't understand. I mean, for for one, I mean, the, the thing is, they'd already kind of done that gag, I guess, on the on the um, the island, like the island, at the end of the world island, where she takes down her stockings mm-hmm. and it's just bone. Yeah. <laughs> And he's looking at it and he's like pulling his collar like, oh, that's really hot. <laughs> it's just like, they obviously, I don't know, they their minds change. They see beauty in skeletons. It's just odd. But again, like, what would that even be like, if they if they kissed? They're like, just like, knocking together. <laughs> see, that's all I could think about. That that doesn't sound pleasant. I could kind of see holding hands or just, something. Just, but I think just that... grating your teeth together. Oh, man. Oh, see, see, now you're now you're thinking where I'm thinking. That, that just doesn't seem to work in this world. Yeah. It's just one thing where I think, like finding a new kind of death, which for this is life, they would need to find a new sort of intimacy to equal kissing that makes sense as skeletons. Yeah. And so... But that's me kind of overthinking. I'm sure that 99% of players didn't really think that and didn't really care. It just worked. They're yeah. cute, and that's all we really care yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, so I will say this for me is a very point-and-click game. Not my favorite style of game, in particular because it's game logic as opposed to real logic. But as I said before, the characters are interesting, the story is interesting, and some of the visuals are at least in the remastered version are really really good and despite the bugs mm-hmm. and the frustration and <laughs> i didn't even say before there was one bug where uh, on the boat level where i was trying to drop the anchors and uh, manny was standing nowhere near the buttons at all oh, okay <laughs> for like most of the time and even when he was trying to push like forward and backward that control would just appear in his hands but he would be on the opposite side of the screen (laughs) so even with those kinds of things with with the bugs with the frustration it's well worth playing i would probably say to get it on sale because i think that's one of those games that often does it was free on good old games for a short time yeah for a while um yeah i mean it's it's a good game it's it's uh i'd say it's um it's proved itself and it's you know it's 20 years 20 years later and it's still highly popular it's still and i i wonder though and this is this is maybe something people would comment on or, or talk about is that i wonder if it's just a game for people who've already played it or people that recommend it to their friends who've you know They've played it, and so they're now recommending it to their friends 20 years later. I wonder if there's another type of gamer or group of gamers that have actually picked this up for the first time recently and been like, wow, this is really good. I'd love to hear like an, an opinion on someone that's played it for the first time and who is not like a kind of retro gamer and is never, you know, someone who's who's never really experienced like the old 8-bit, 16-bit stuff and see what their opinion would be. Because for me, it's like a game is always about story. Grim Fandango has that in spades. To be honest, it's fantastic. The story is really, really good. Um, so yeah, I think I think it would hold up for anyone if 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 you even just enjoy a story. I would say it's worth playing. Though. Yeah, I would definitely say that. So one thing that I also um, wanted to mention was, I love how this is not 
a game about choices. And what I mean by that is Telltale, who I have a love-hate relationship with, have made it. It's, it's like everyone is invested in this. Oh, your choices matter. Your choices matter. Your choices matter. And this is, has an impact on the game, like Mass Effect, Telltale games. This is so not about what choices you make. It's all about getting the most out of the dialogue and you can click every single option you can enjoy the story and you can see all of the different little things that people will say all the little funny comedy bits and uh it's not going to impact the end of the game right what it will impact is you'll get more enjoyment out of it probably um from experiencing the game in its entirety it's not this gimmick where oh you made a bad choice now you have to start the game again to get the different ending it's Mm. uh, yeah that's why i sent you a message as early on saying does it matter i really want to say this thing but i don't want to ruin yeah and that's my a, of playing but that in those days that wasn't a, a, yeah. a problem and that's the thing is I, I don't want to say brainwashed but we've been led down this new path of where conditioned perhaps. conditioned where this matters and it doesn't as this proves it, 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 this whole thing like uh, this this game is better because what you do has an impact isn't always true not always i think that there are some games where that works I think if that affected this game, it would be it would not be as much fun. I, I totally agree. And so, uh, yeah, that was just uh, that was just an, another observation. So yeah, it's um, gaps filled or gaps created. 